0: is is what is good even in the badness of the badness of situations that the enemy might seem to place in our faces God is what doesn't change the fact that God is good now some people will say God is good why why are bad things still happening you might not have the perfect explanation for that but I know that God is sovereign and God allows things to happen for certain reasons. In fact, he, he allows them to prove, at the end of the day, He proves how good this He is, if there's a word like that. So tell your neighbor, God is good. See, I think I was talking to somebody last week and I was telling him, I said, there are certain things in the Bible that certain experiences, probably spiritual experiences, that people would talk to you about and you'd be like, no, I've never experienced this before. But I think I can boldly stand and say I have experiential knowledge of the fact that God is good. I don't need any preacher to explain to me that God is good. Like, I know, I I have felt it, I have seen it, I am experiencing it, that God is good. Praise God. One more time, tell your neighbor God is good. That's not the message for today. (laughs) amen please let's open our Bibles to 1st Samuel 1st Samuel chapter 10 verse 6 we're just going to run through something very important 1st Samuel 10 verse 6 we're reading 6 to 11 so I just want us to follow through and the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee and thou shalt prophesy with them and shall be turned into what another man Seven, and let it be when these signs are come unto thee that thou do as occasion serve thee for God is with verse 8 and thou shalt go down before me to Gilgal and behold I will come down unto thee to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice sacrifices of peace offerings seven days shalt thou tarry till I come to thee and show thee what thou shalt do Okay and it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samor that saw so now he had turned his back to go from Samor God gave him another and all those signs came to pass that verse 10 and when they came thither to the hill behold a company of prophets met him and the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he prophesied among them what he was told before verse 11 and it came to pass when all that knew him before time saw that behold he prophesied among the prophets then the people said one to another what is this that is come upon the soul of Kish the son of Kish, is sold amongst the prophets by virtue of what God is going to do in your life. Men are going to come to ask this question. Is this Osas, the daughter of so, so, and so? Is this Osas? Is this evie by virtue of what God is going to do in our lives? So God is, God was speaking and he said, we need to live where we are. Um, if you read through the story of Saul, which I took careful time to pray and read through, is that um, any man that comes in contact with God, eh, by mistake, by anyhow, he comes, he's always a changed man. There's always a changed man, and there's always an encounter. But God said something. We should not um, relax for the ordinariness of our spiritual lives so it means that where you are right now spiritually it's not bad but it's it can be better there is more nobody ever thought that this soul some common soul would be able to prophesy Uh -uh, something is happening and something is going on so god says that let us pray for ourselves To have a definite encounter in this season of tarrying. So I am not just tarrying because I want God to fill my bank account with money. I'm not just tarrying because I want God to bring that thing that is in my heart to come to pass. I'm tarrying because I want a greater level of intimacy with God. The truth on around in a believer he's not the amount of um um so many things that he has now amassed which comes those are extra blessings we've said it here thousands and thousands of times but it's it's your growth in intimacy with God in this season do you yearn for God reveal your yourself just show yourself to me you know, as believers, we are not called to live a life of commonness and ordinariness or a life of stagnancy and religiosity. No. We are called to extraordinary lives. That's why we are called to do what? The supernatural. So it's not just okay to just be okay. It's okay when you are living the supernatural. Supernatural. It's okay when you are now living a progressive life of the spirit as well as you are seeing that progressive life in your flesh. It's not one-sided. I am growing spiritually because I'm encountering God every other time. There's no man that encounters God and goes back the same way. It's God's desire that we yearn for that divine encounter with him. Now, some of them, say, we're talking about encounter. What is divine encounter? You've heard it. You've heard it so many times. It's coming in direct contact with God and who who He is, and having a a revelation for yourself of who God is. Have you ever sat down to ask yourself, Has God actually even revealed it, or, or, or I'm running with the knowledge of what I am being told of who God is? Oh, this is, has God, have I actually brought myself to that point? To say, God, I want to really see you, feel you, you know, like, get into that realm of intimacy with you. I want to know you for myself. God can reveal himself to us in different ways. he's He's that diverse. He can come in different ways. He can come, but it only comes when you yearn for it. Now, who are those qualified for divine encounters? It's not for men who are okay with where they are. No, 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 I'm just okay with my spiritual life like this. Please, I just, I'm going to church. I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in a team in church. I'm in this, Please, I'm okay. It's not. It's for men who hunger and taste. That's what the scripture says. So ask yourself, am I, am I hungry for it? Am I hungry? Is there is there an opening in the balls of my spirit for an encounter with who God is? Is men who are not satisfied with men is for men who are not satisfied with where they are. So God never wants you as a believer to be at the point of satisfaction like i'm now full i've now known because you can't know god to the fullest so he he it, it's for men who have have realized that i have to live a life of hunger and thirsting then god says this one is ready i have to live a life of hunger and thirsting you look at your life and say there's so much coldness around me so much coldness about the things of the kingdom it's like i am being pushed a divine encounter k- keeps you fired up. At that point in time, you say, God, this is the point where I need you the most, not the point where I become relaxed and comfortable. Who are those men that are longing and who qualified for a divine encounter? The man who has become fruitless. So look at yourself and you look at your life and say, okay, my spiritual life was at this point, 2020. Um, 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 20, 2020 right now i'm still at that point i have not made any headway i've not made any progress no it's for men who are saying i want to start bearing fruits because see you connect to the living water so that you can flow out you don't connect to the living water so you can store in. You connect to it so you become fruitful to other persons. So the moment you stop giving up and, you and you're comfortable with it, you know that, yes, I need an encounter with God. And such a time as this in prayer and fasting, God is dishing it out. He's pouring it out. He's saying, I'm ready. I'm ready to meet with you. I'm ready to meet with you. Now, some of us are sitting back and say, I'm frustrated of my own routine as a believer. There's no change. There's nothing. Some of us are at the point where we're just saying, okay, I'm ready to give up. I'm ready to just say, you know what? I beg, I don't do these things. Like, there's nothing more to this Christian faith, my darling. There are many things, but it's only for those that will hunger, for those that will be willing, for those that will say, okay, God, I'm ready for it. I am ready for it. Bring yourself to that point where you sit back and say, "I am not okay with where I am. It's not just okay with me. It's not okay." Dare yourself in the spirit. Don't just dare yourself to only financial goals. Um, you know, um, be- those are wonderful, my darling. Those are great. Dare yourself in the spirit as well i want to have an encounter with god that was the point jacob got to that he did not allow the angel go eh how so most of us we can't we come in contact with god every day but we live back the same way we came because we haven't come to the point where we have seen the need for a different encounter with him we haven't come to the point where we are beginning to hunger we are beginning to hunger and thirst so that we will be filled. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, hunger and thirst. Hunger and thirst. Not for food alone. Praise God. Now, have you come to the point where you are missing so many things in life? The, um, the, the scripture we read, Saul set out to look for his father's ass. That was the journey he was on. If you have time, you can go back and give yourself a challenge to read through that scripture to to, to look for his father's missing ass and all of that but in the process if we read through that scripture down which I don't have so much time to go through the divine encounter came in and at some point they were worried and Saul said to his servants are you sure they sent us out to look for an ass Hope they will not be worried about us now. So sometimes in your life, you miss it. You, 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 are, you are out looking for something else, actually. Then you get missing yourself. You get missing yourself. So some of us are at that point where we actually set out on life's journey purposefully. But we lost ourselves on the journey. So it was on that journey that the need for a divine encounter came in and his servant said there is a prophet somewhere and on, it's a long scripture, on that route they encountered Samuel so sometimes you're on the journey of life purposefully to you, you are purposeful you are heading somewhere, you have your life strategically written out, built you are, if there's any word like visionful, you are vision itself but you get lost along the way but at that point my point is when you get to that point where you are so lost do you ever see the need that it's a divine encounter I need here it's it's at this point I think I've lost myself but the truth is that some of us never get to the point where we even realize that we are lost on our journeys but to any man that is lost on their journey by virtue of divine encounters, God is rerouting your journey back. God is rerouting your journey back. God specifically said that. He said some of us have lost ourselves on our journeys. And you know, we have gotten lost with the missing asses. We have gotten lost. So, so they are looking for you. They are looking for the asses. And you are supposed to be looking for a divine encounter may we receive it in the name of jesus are you becoming a burden to yourself and those around you have you come to the point where you start to consult man instead of divine and timely intervention when you get to that point it's a divine encounter that you need because divine encounters are for men of faith and for men who believe that god is the in fact god is the one that can do this one We never bring our lives to the mercy of men. When we have God, who we can constantly go to, it's time to stop consulting man and asking God for timely intervention. A man that would bring himself to that point is a man who is ready for an encounter. Papa Mobide said something one time. He said that allow the necessities of life. Necessitate a divine encounter with you that would bring a divine connection and cause a turn around in your life. Sometimes in life, that is the only breakthrough you need. One encounter with God. He was talking about himself. Said, some, a divine, allow the necessities of life in your daily, daily movement in life, in your daily dealings in life. Never forget that in all of this, There is a necessary need for a divine encounter. Once I can grab and experience that encounter, I would receive a connection with God that would turn my life around. Sometimes, that's the only solution. That's the only solution. That's the only solution. You have the point where you say, okay, I need complete transformation in my life. I will not be able to go through all that a divine encounter does for you, but I think that's the uppermost. You can't encounter God and go back the same way you came. You cannot. God doesn't deal with you and leave you the way you are. No man has encountered God and gone back the same way. When Saul encountered the company of prophets, People saw him and couldn't believe that he was the one. When Moses encountered God and he came down, his face was shiny. They couldn't behold him. Like, who is this person? Scripture says that when Jesus prayed and prayed, his, his face started glowing. There was an encounter. There was a change. See, both physical and every otherwise, it was obvious. Now, um, some weeks ago we we're talking about Esther, and we said that the Esther that met the king wasn't the same Esther before you know what it was just one thing Esther 4:16. there was an encounter that was why the king did not know that this is my same queen so let her do whatever I would do whatever she says you just don't really wish your authority to just anybody even if it's your wife but by virtue of divine encounter and transformation the king didn't even know that this was the same Esther I was dealing with what was her divine encounter gather the people and let them pray for me and I would be praying, I would go into the court. Something changed at that point. That was the point of turning. That was the point of turning. The encounter gave her boldness. It gave her a new transformation. So the king wasn't seeing the old Esther anymore. There was something that happened in between. In between, in between. In between, Let me rush this. What are the implications of a divine encounter? What are the implications? What do I, what do I, first somewhere, 120. What, what, what are the implications? What would happen? Because I got to even understand that some of us Christians, we are afraid of a change in our lives. Like this one, that, like for example, when I tell some people, "Are ah, you now marry pastor. Ah, they don't want to use ear to even hear that one. Because they feel like my whole life, we just scatter. You cannot encounter God and your life will scatter. It's not possible. What are the implications? What, what, what are the happenings? First Samuel 9:20. First Samuel 9:20. Media, please. First Samuel 9:20. And as for three and as for thine asses, they were lost three days ago. Set not thy mind on them. Let's read the scripture together. And as for thine asses, they were lost. Thank you. And on whom is all that desire of Israel? Is it not on thee? What did he say? Set not thy mind on them, for they are a change in pursuit. When you encounter God, what you were chasing before, that you sought, that was where the whole world is, God will tell you, no, that is not the route. Let's reroute. A change in pursuit. Most of us are on wrong pursuits of life because that pursuit of your life was not bursted out of a place of encounter. So it's not out of a place of where God actually wants you to be. It's where your senses and your mind and the culture and the society has channeled you to be. You forget that you are a believer. You don't walk out of the mappings and workings and routes of men. You now walk on spiritual orchestration. So everything that you do must be bursted out of that place with god so some of us are chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and we are chasing and nothing is coming out a divine encounter it changes your pursuit of life so you begin to realize ah, what was i doing things he said what set not thy mind on them they were pursuing a lost a lost cause something that god had already Settled, they were still on that journey, but they did not realize because something had not happened. Said, For they are found. So, this brings me to the scripture that says, That um, if any man be in Christ, all sins are passed away, all things have become new. Then, the scripture also says, That every other thing that I need. Will be added, what, unto me? So why am I pursuing the others? When God has already said that, so some of us are 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 still pursuing those others, those other things, those other old things. Those things are those things are old to God. He wants you come. Leave all those things. You know when they say some things are perishable and some things are non-perishable. So what are you pursuing in your spiritual life? What are you chasing? Is he chasing after God for things that he, he, would, he would give you on a normal day? Or you are chasing to really know him. So that you can have a, a, a true picture of that real life in him. That doesn't even end here. It ends after. So it's non-perishable. So imagine you already experiencing. That's the true thing when they say you're already experiencing heaven on earth. It's not that I'm now living in as much wealth as I want to live. All those are the added jar to that that phrase, heaven on earth. It means that I can live in in, in the supernatural. Even while I am here, I can experience it. Many of us are roaming on life's highway, engaged in other ventures that are not part of God's will for us because we've not asked him for an encounter in an encounter he would change the pursuit for you he would change what you have been pursuing I was was just remembering something today on journeys of life I said there are some things that are bigger than whatever it is that you have now out that you are pursuing now that God has not yet shown to you and he won't reveal to you until you hunger and thirst for it he won't just drop it in your hands until you are you are ready for it Saul was chasing asses but yet God had already spoken to a prophet that he was going to anoint him king and God had already God had already routed his journey to encounter that king. So when you're going on your journey of life, always ask God, what's the next step? I need an encounter to know what next to do. Joseph would have thought that Potiphar's house was the destination. Ah, After all, they sold me and now see where I am. But Potiphar's house wasn't the destination So if he had gotten to that point of Potiphar's house and he had given up by virtue of what had happened, by virtue of what the life that was going on, he had given up at that point in time. There will never be a place of the throne for him. But at that point in time, he knew that there was something more. Even if I'm going to be locked up in the the prison, I'm still going to keep improving on the gifts that God has given to me because that is the point where God meets with him. And I'm going to keep, keep, keep doing that. When I do that, I know that the journey still continues. So whatever journey that you are in life currently, there's something more to it. By virtue of divine encounter, you get to know it. I was telling someone, I said becoming queen wasn't Esther's ultimate purpose. I know we want to say it that ah finally she now became queen. No, it was just one stop on the journey. The journey was God needed somebody that would deliver his children at the point of need. He needed a mouthpiece in the helm of affairs, and Esther was the one he has orchestrated for that journey. And for it to if if, if she didn't have that divine encounter, she already felt relaxed and comfortable in the palace. Am I right? but by virtue of the divine encounter it was revealed to her my dear this is not so wherever you are there is something more on that journey, tell God to show you to change the pursuit God what am I chasing right now I need an encounter to know if this is the right pursuit it's not time to give up modekiah was already sensing that hey this girl she wants to leave us on one chance so that's why he sent her the message he sent her don't think that you will be spared because you are you are queen now some of us need some kind of pushing in our lives too do you believe that wave if you believe that you need some kind of setting push there's somebody just threatening you small say hey god see some temptations that you face they are just to so, so pick you up from that your relaxation point that you have been God is just trying to tell you that there is more this one that you are becoming relaxed get up get up so back to what I said in initial um, time I started whatever it is God is good so he's probably trying to wake you up with what you're going through ask him for a divine encounter tell your neighbor it's not time to give up it's time for an encounter So i'll run through this last one an encounter changes your company it changes your company some of us as believers the problem we have is the company we keep or those that are around us you say show me your friends and i will tell you what who you are show me your friends and i will let you know if you have encountered god The people that you're supposed to disciple and people you're supposed to bring to the kingdom, they are assignments to you. They are assignments. But some of us get to the point where we, 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 we lose our guard. We lose our guard. Uncommitted fellows, religious folks, people that don't have any fault to our fire you don't add any fault to your fire by divine encounter God reveals them to you not to chase them away to tell you that those are your assignments <laughs> so you might want to tell God reveal to me <laughs> it's time for us for some of us to pray ourselves out of certain cliques like God I'm praying myself out of this clique because this clique you know they produce anything for me I'm praying myself Associate yourself with believers and you'll be fired up and you'll be burning for the Lord. Let me show you something. On this same journey, first Samuel 9:27. On this same journey, it got to a point. He said, and as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Bid thy servant on before us. And he passed on, Outstand, thou shalt out, out outstand thou still a while. That's stay aside a while that I may show thee what the word of God another scripture said he told him stay aside for a while that I may show him God is not revealing certain things to you because of the people you have gathered around yourself there are constant distractions to you I want to meet with you I want to meet with you I want to encounter God I want to encounter God do you have even the right environment around you to encounter God Have you created it consciously? Have you created yourself with the minds that feed you with the things of the spirit or the things of the flesh? His servants, his servants that they were on the journey all the while. At the first scripture we read, it says that he sent Saul and the servant saul's father son of kish sent him and the servant to go and look for an ass. but somewhere on that journey somewhere on that journey there needed to be a disassociation for certain things to happen the disassociation needed to come he said what let him stand a while outside so that what i may show thee the word of god so he was not ready to tell him what god was saying until he there are some words that are reserved for you and you alone it's, it's not it's not a communal thing it's reserved for your ears alone but you have packed friends along with yourself may god they tell all of us god wants to have that relationship with you oh boy now you are won't follow talk It's you, I want to talk to change of company. Some of us might feel I know this person has been my friend all my life. All my life, your destinies are routed in different ways. God has unique destinies for everybody. He wants to speak to you personally on a personal level. Two years, not the year this one. I know you have been besties for life, but guy, two years. Not they hear this one. It's you I want to talk to. I try to think about it all over. And uh, uh, These two people, they left on one assignment. Oh. In fact, it was this um, servant that told him that there is a prophet <laughs> somewhere. So you can imagine the level of relationship, but at some point, he had to stay. Can you bring yourself to that point where you say, guy wait first there is something I want to hear from God there is something God needs to speak to me about, there is something God needs to show me, if you associate yourself with people that pray eh, the people that even pray will ignite you and give you space that this person needs to hear the word from God, me I have experienced that saying, you will need some time to pray company and association matters I want a divine encounter can you enjoy solitude time with God without the voices of that friend without the voices of those people because God wants to tell you something that's beneficial to you, to you alone just to you not for two people praise God I wrote down there, I said, there are people who are around you that are extinguishing your fires. Making you lose your spirituality. Making your fervency drop. Making you look warm. Dare yourself to disassociate. Dare yourself. The, 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 the scripture says what? Iron sharpens iron. It's always iron and iron. It's never wood and iron. One will cut the other one. But when you come together with those friends, what are you sharpening? What are you sharpening? Are you sharpening gossip? Ah, no, when I, I would just go meet this, my friend, the, the, the talk go just sweet. Are you sharpening complaints and criticisms? What are you sharpening? Disassociate. It's a death trap to put yourself in such companies that do not sharpen you. To put yourself in such companies that do not straighten you out. So you need to ask your comp- yourself Is my company limiting me and causing my ship to sink? It's a good question for the week. Is my company limiting me? I'm making my ship to sink. May God give us the right people in our lives in Jesus' name. Now I said something. If you have a Jonah in your boat, a man that has been assigned for death, but yet you associate yourself with him, you would see yourself keep going down. But if you can have a divine encounter with God, he will let you know who is in your boat if you can hunger for it he will let you know who is in your boat lastly a divine encounter brings about a change in our mentality we are changed we are transformed by the renewing of our minds 1st Samuel 9 21 that will be our last scripture and we'll pray a divine encounter brings about change in our mentality. Human mentality most time hinders us from what God wants to do. He said, and Saul answered and said, "Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribe of Israel, and my family the least of the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Wherefore then speakest thou so to me? Why are you telling me all these good things? Am I not just a small?" child he already had a wrong mindset about in fact he has degraded himself so much already in his mind but yet something something good was coming his way but he had so degraded some of us are at that challenge that we feel like no we are too small for this kind of big thing to happen God uses small people to do big things so you agree with me huh (laughs) you will just look at one person now that this person is small the big things God do use small people to do the person that you have qualified in your own mind are, are small when God uses them you are wondering ah does God work like this do not bring yourself to that point where you've disqualified yourself already in your mind a divine encounter if you are at that point it's time to know that God I need a divine encounter to change how I think it changes a man's mind to understand how God works. That God doesn't work with us by virtue of our sizes. doesn't look at you, okay, this one is weighing um, 100 and something kg. Okay, he will be big for the work. If he's like that, David would have not <laughs> killed Goliath now. If it's by size, God doesn't work like that. Gideon had already disqualified himself as well. Gideon looked at himself. But here yeah, they were telling him, ah, you are a mighty man, you you are a mighty man of valor. How can this be? So he kept telling God, do this, do that, do this, do that. A divine. If you are at that point, you've zeroed yourself. You've told yourself that, no, 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 no. Ah, this thing is too, this one's too big for me. My, my level is not up to this point. It's time to say, God, I need a divine encounter to change that mindset. Because it could be that that mindset is a limiting factor. Let's stand up on our feet as we pray. Hallelujah. I don't know where you are at currently, where you are in all of this currently, but I know that the word of God says that we need an encounter with him. Whichever way you feel like my journey is is not progressing, I'm not seeing the fruits, I'm stuck with the wrong company, my mind is what's limiting me. Just open your mouth and begin to ask God. If you truly want him, God, reveal yourself to me. Show me beyond this point that I am. Just open your mouth and begin to pray tonight. Just open your mouth and begin to pray tonight. Father... Father, i open up myself to you i open up myself to you you feel like i am on the wrong pursuit i'm pursuing the wrong thing it's so strong on the inside of you god reveal it to me show it to me he can reveal himself to you his word says that you will you will see visions you will see visions that's an encounter with him you will see visions you will hear him clearly you will hear him clearly you will dream dreams that's that's his word so wherever you are you feel like oh I'm stuck at some point I feel like I'm a burden on people around me I feel like my journey is fruitless there's nothing coming out of this my journey of life God I need an encounter with you to take me from this point that I am it's a serious prayer to take me we can't you can't